Well, welcome to Chef's Chat Podcast. Um, yeah. Episode two. Oh my God. We're doing it again. Oh, I hope we're getting better. I hope so too. Oh, well, who knows? We I- got the covers, so hopefully we sound better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've only drank two do Um, But today we're going to talk about food trends. Yeah, food trends. We get a little political. We get a lot um, political. Yeah, we get a lot political, but... Um, I think it's still fun. You know, we talk about what I did this weekend. It was really fun. And very tasty. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Um, let's see. What else did we talk about? Oh, we talked about, well, Tracy Conrad's one woman rant against fucking avocado toast, but you're going to yeah. hear that every yeah. fucking week. <laughs> um, but no, we were talking about food trends, which yeah. I think is... And Tracy's dog makes a little bit of a guest appearance. Oh, he always does. <laughs> and now I need to know what a cocoa bomb is. Oh, yes. We talk a little bit about cocoa bombs and how Tracy has no idea what they are, if you can believe that. It's because Tracy is very old and is not on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Because no one wants to see their Nana on fucking TikTok. <laughs> All right. You're not a Nana yet. Calm down. Stop trying to manifest my pregnancy. I, I, I swear to God, I'm going to think about this so much and it will happen. All right. While well, right. Tracy manifests that, um, enjoy episode two. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Welcome to Chef's Chat. Yay! We can finally get one in the bag. Are you going to do that every single time I, we introduce? You're just going to clap. I really know what I'm actually kind of proud of us. I didn't think that we were really going to be able to pull it off. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, let's not hold our breath yet. I like when you <laughs> this said, is only episode two. I know, but I loved after you were like, oh, episode one's done. We could tank. And she's like, and you, and you were like, oh my God, we'll get better. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we will. <laughs> But I like that. It was just automatic disclaimer. We'll get better. We'll get better. Um, yeah, so welcome back to Chef Chat. Oh, my God. Chef Chat? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I probably need more doohickeys. Oh, goodness. Doohickeys uh, are uh, Tracy's drink of choice. They're her seltzers. Just so everyone knows what a doohickey is. She'll reference it a lot. Well, it's a great word. It does all sorts of things. It is a great word. It means... Seltzers. It means yeah. like that thingamabob over there. I can just say, babe, can you pick up some doohickeys? Yeah, and he knows. And he, and he knows. Yeah, it's a good word. I good. love it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure it was clear what a doohickey was. Oh my God. <laughs> who doesn't know what a doohickey is? Well, everyone does now. Well, aren't you the one who told me the clause the law once? Oh my God. That was just because, isn't that what the commercial is? <laughs> I have no clue. I, just I don't know. You- I don't drink those things. <laughs> I just love it that Kevin actually now comes over and he goes, I've brought Topo Chico or look. Because brought- he's excited he has someone to drink seltzers with because I don't like them. I know. I, that's why I love your husband. That and he keeps sending me chicken things. Oh, God. Does he really? Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, I told Jeff, I go, Jeff's like, what's going to happen to the chickens when it rains? I go, oh, Kevin already took care of that. I go, I found tiny raincoats for them. Oh, my God. And he goes, what? And I go, oh, Kevin sent me a link. <gasps> and he's like, Kevin cannot come over and see the ladies anymore. <laughs> So, oh yeah. no! No, your husband is really taking care of the chickens. Oh, he loves them. I know, and I really. But it's great because I think it fills it. So then he doesn't bug me about getting chickens. 
They're they're really easy. They're really not that hard. He has chickens by proxy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And please tell Kevin that I do owe him dinner at some point. It's been a little, I know. It's been a little crazy. Well, lately. he just got back from Hawaii last night. Oh. Poor well, thing. Oh. <laughs> Did he bring you anything? Yeah, he, he brought a bunch of stuff. It's all laid out on the table. But he got home at like one o'clock in the morning, so I was asleep. So we even though he's home. And then I got up for work and I left this morning for work. So we haven't actually like talked since he's been home yet. And so he's at work now. You're like, okay, bye. So I'm like, I guess we'll see each other tonight. Like, It's okay. Remember, I'm married to a golfer, so. I know. I know. He's always gone. He's always gone. He's golfing. Oh, no, we're playing at River Ridge today. I'm like, okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good time. But you have to know the right thing to say when he gets yeah. home. Like, oh, how was your game? Oh, it was all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you shoot? I know, but I have my class tonight, so (gasps) I'm not going to be able to, like, talk with him for too long because it's, like, two hours. But it's only on Mondays, so it's not too bad that it's, like, a two-hour class. But tonight's the second night for it, and I'm really excited. What is it? Women's Economic Entrepreneur Ventures. Yeah. Cool. Weave. Weave. That's what they call the acronym. Nice. Yeah, was it excited. fun the first time? It was fun. We're a small group of gals, but um, everybody's got, like, really fun ideas. And we actually have people who are, um, because it's over Zoom, so we actually have people who, like, they're originally from Santa Barbara, but now they live in, like, other states. We've got a girl, like, in Colorado. We've got a girl who is uh, from Ventura County, but she's living in Mexico right now. So it's really cool. We've got people kind of all over doing it. And there's like like seven of us, I think. Is it focused mainly on food or is it just all? No, it's it's all. So it's whatever your business idea is. You come and they just basically kind of help you with like the concept and drawing like your business plan and getting like, you know, your, your business plan all set and getting all of like your SWOT analysis and all that stuff so that you're just have like a network and you're more prepared and all the boring stuff yeah all the boring stuff that's well that's what i need help with the most because it's not that i can't do it but i don't enjoy doing it so sitting down and actually doing it like i'll do i'll do like the research and i'll look into like what i need to do but then like actually getting out there and sitting down and like opening the computer and typing or like putting pen to paper I will find anything and everything to distract myself I like I always tell Kevin if I had to do what he did or if I had to work in an office I'd get fired because I just which is really funny because I'm really great at like admin stuff for my own job (laughs) (laughs) but like in charge yeah but like if I had to go work in an office for somebody else and they like gave me tasks to do I'd be like ugh and I would just be so bored and I would take like forever just I mean when I have to sit down and just like retype out recipes if I'm gonna like reformat them or if I have like handwritten notebooks and I'm gonna type them up I take too long like painfully long that Kevin will be like can I help you please let me help you and he will type them for me as I read them off to him because it hurts him how long it takes me to sit there and type them out because I'll have like the tv on or music or I'll have my phone and I just get like so distracted that it takes me like 30 minutes to type out one recipe and it's not and they're already written down like I'm just going from like paper and pen to like the computer (laughs) 
and it's so weird to me because I don't write recipes. Yeah. I, I really don't. And it's, I have so many people ask me for recipes. I'm like, I don't know. You just. Just read it off. The t- you're like. I'm like, well, this is, this is how I you make it. I think this is what I do. <laughs> I'm like, because uh, most chefs are kinesthetic learners. Right, yeah. And so it's muscle memory for me. Like, once I start doing something, it's mm-hmm. always like, oh, now I salt. I do this. You know. Yeah. I'm doing this. I have basic ideas of what. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they say lemon juice, the juice of two lemons. I'm like, well, what if I have shitty lemons? Yeah, and you need, like, I, four. Yeah. Or if I have one giant mire, and right. then I get more. Like, it, it doesn't. It kind of depends. It just for me. Well, all that's how organic. I kind of feel about doing like cups and and stuff like that versus actually measuring things out. Like I prefer to actually do things in like grams and ounces than I know. I've cups I've, 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 I've tried to I've tried to follow your recipes. And do it's you like, not have a scale? Of course, I have a scale. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, sometimes I get confused when I'm like, I'm all. What What does that mean? I'm all. Ah, oh, cinnamon. <laughs> There you go. All right. Yay. Yay me. Um, no, I, I've i tried to follow your recipes. And I think that's why I fuck up baking so badly. And I was, Is it my recipes? No, 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 no. It's my inability to follow them. Okay. Yeah. I was like, where are you going with uh, this? You are a shitty baker. No, um, it's all her fault. No, uh, is no. it my handwriting? I know my handwriting is really bad. Your handwriting is cute. It's like you. It's, it's like, not it's cute. All... It's horrible. It's like it's like a kindergartner. Yeah, that's what you kind of give <laughs> off the whole anime cartoony vibe though, with those giant blue eyes and the big smile and the red hair and all the tattoos. Oh my gosh. No, you do. It's cute. I'm a cartoon character now. You kind of look anime. Come on, someone. <laughs> I cannot be the first person to have ever told you that. I've definitely been told like cartoon character esque. Yeah. It's, it's not a fun thing to be told. Why? I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel like a compliment. It is. To just be like, you look like you're not real. You're unreal. Oh, was, God. It, was that a good way of putting it? You're so oh, my sweet. God. All right. But no. It's like one time, uh, this one girl I worked with, she was a baker. She was so sweet. And um, we were talking about, like, how short, because I'm really short. I'm 5'1". I'm really short. You are really short. And... She said one time that she goes, you know, I didn't think you were five one. She was like, I couldn't believe that. Like, I thought you had to have been like five five. And I go, no way, <laughs> like no. She goes, well, you just have like a really tall presence. And I was like, that's really sweet. Oh, <laughs> I know. And I was like, I like that a lot. <laughs> so then, what? Do, what am I like, gigantor then to her? I'd be like, hello, clomp, clomp, as I walk through a room. No, you would be more like you, a redwood. You, no. A giant sequoia. <laughs> no. Like an accurate representation. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love it. True to size. True to size. <laughs> I'm not fun size. I'm true to size. There you go. Now I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll accept that. Yeah. I will accept that. But no. Um, actual size. Actual size. <laughs> um, yeah. Just never mind. I was going to go somewhere really dirty and that was oh, probably boy. not appropriate. But no, I'm super proud of you because I know that you're like really into starting your own business. Yeah. And I think that's. Well, this is really helping me, like, be accountable to, like, get this part of it going because this is the part that, like, I struggle with. And this is the the thing that makes it, like, real. It's all, like, the paperwork and stuff like that. And so putting it down into, like, a real plan and doing it with all these other women who also have, like, really amazing ideas is going to help me be more accountable and 
and I think more like realistic about too, like what I want to do. I like that I'm going to have like a sounding board of people that I can talk these things through and talk about my ideas. And like, they're all just, you know, neutral parties. Like they don't know me, you know, we're, we're all like strangers meeting on zoom once a week. So it's awesome that I'll get like real refreshing opinions from people who are from different industries and different walks of life and different thoughts. And I love that it's like a safe, free place to be able to talk about all of this stuff. And it's just feels like really judgment free. And it's just really nice. Is it ever hard when you're talking to these women, like you have a specific kind of business and that they don't know everything about what you do? No, there, cause there's a couple of them who are also in um, the food like industry and doing like, not the same thing as me, but you know, something kind of similar. So they all like have an idea of kind of like, you know, what, what it takes you know, and, and whether or not my concept is, you know, gonna work. So it's, it is like accurate. And the woman who's teaching the course does have a background in like hospitality as well. So um, that's really awesome that the teacher also is from like the hospitality industry. So she'll have good insight as well. So I'm excited. And she's so smart, like just the first class, just the way she explains things that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I know that. But then she just explains it in a way that I've just haven't like heard it explained like that before. And it almost makes it like click more, you know, and it's just so interesting to like get her her perspective and hear her like experience like that, like her experience and how it's like shaped her like knowledge to be able to like teach this stuff to us. It's just really interesting. Well, it's just funny because most of us who in, who work in this industry don't we kind of fall into the business owner end of the pool you know what i mean yeah yeah like we start somewhere and then someone goes hey you want to buy the restaurant and you're like yeah okay <laughs> sure why not i don't know what i'm doing but no one yeah. does i'll like, figure it out <laughs> i'll wing it i do that every day of my life but no it's <sighs> just it's it's interesting to see you coming at it from a different point of view yeah like, you know instead of just every chef i know we all wanted our own i'm restaurant. terrified to wing it <laughs> Me. <clears throat> That's why you're a pastry chef, and I'm I not. Know. <laughs> because your rigid little rules freak the crap out of me. And my rigid little rules make me feel safe and comfy. <laughs> okay, no, and I'm like, woohoo! Yeah, I have more of a, you know. Yeah, jumping into things blind is like... I like there are people who've done that and they're so successful like like a woman who I really admire is um Dana Pollack she owns Dana's Bakery in New York and she quit her job at 30 as like a magazine editor editor um for like like this men's like fitness and health magazine oh that must have been fun though yeah Can you imagine the photos oh, oh yeah she would do like photos of like body competitions and stuff oh that's a little too much but you know give me a good looking guy on the cover well well yeah i mean it was all kinds of stuff like that but yeah she quit that job and went to culinary school and then decided that she didn't really want to work in like a traditional kitchen she didn't love like the culture so she decided she was going to do her own thing and she became the first online macaron bakery and started selling macarons online like out of her kitchen and now she has like a multi-million dollar company it's still like for the most part all online she's got a couple little like like shop like 
shop locations sort of kind of they're not like her brick and mortar it's basically just like she she has like a macaron case like in somebody else's like store and you can go and buy her her cookies there and it's amazing and it, she was like one of the first ones in america to be doing like more americanized flavors and doing like peanut butter and jelly and like you know chocolate chip cookie dough and birthday cake and stuff like that where normally everybody was still doing like rose lemon pistachio hazelnut and like she's all of her stuff is all gluten-free so she makes like all kinds of really cool products now she does she created this one thing that she calls a mookie and it's a gluten-free cookie with a macaron inside of it Hmm. baked inside i've eaten them they're delicious okay i'm gonna admit this out loud i do not want you to hate me or not love me anymore and not be my friend Uh uh-oh i don't love macarons really Like, they're just kind of like... I I don't think I'm shocked that you don't like them. I think I'm shocked that you've waited this long to tell me. Well, you know, because because you are the Ventura County Macaron Queen. Oh, oh my God. But no, um, I will admit that when I talked to a mutual friend of ours, where we, the place where we met, Mm -hmm. they bribed me to work for them by bringing me two of your heirloom tomato macarons. I loved those. The weird thing is, you know, I don't like tomatoes either. I know. I know. But you liked that? They were pretty. <laughs> they, ta- they taste like, they kind of remind me of cotton candy in a way. Well, I mean, it's a, the, the shell is based, the cookie part is just like a dehydrated cookie. Right, but so. it's like, but it, they, I love cotton candy. Everyone's like, oh, this is raspberry cotton candy. Or, you know, I've, I've been to <laughs> weddings and they're like, oh, we have a cotton candy bar over here. And I'm like. It still tastes like sponge sugar. Um, my palate maybe is not that well defined, but I have never been a huge like, oh my God, macarons. And so it was something I wanted to talk to you about. It's food trends. Do you remember a couple yeah. years ago when macarons were like, that's all anyone could talk about? Yes. Oh my God. And they were selling for like five bucks a freaking cookie. Yeah. And I'm like, unless that cookie has like, special properties i'm not spending five fucking bucks on that (laughs) so is it the trendiness that turned you off from them then no is it like avocado toast do you not like them because of for the same reasons you don't like avocado toast what there are a bunch of 23 year olds in flat brim hats (laughs) taking photos of it every time i put food out on the plate and then they go "Mm, this is warm they just put pickled veggies on it and yeah charge 14 dollars well no you know it's still delicious, though. Yes, but you can buy an avocado and bread. I don't get what you people do. Um, but no, it um, food trends, to me, it just cracks me up when something gets into the zeitgeist. You know, it's like the macaron thing a couple years ago. And I remember going through, Did like, you pay any attention to that hot cocoa bomb trend that went, like, crazy last year through the pandemic did uh, you did you hear about that what is a hot cocoa bomb <laughs> so i'm gonna take that as a hard no <laughs> oh my god excuse me does it have booze in it uh it can if you wanted it to okay but, then i would should know more about that. um basically people were making like like chocolate spheres filling them with like hot cocoa mix like mini marshmallows sprinkles candy peppermints whatever and they would stick like the two chocolate like demi spheres to make like a whole sphere and 
like package it up, decorate them, make them look all cute with sprinkles and whatnot and sell them. And you would buy them, put them like in a mug. You would heat up milk and pour your milk over the sphere in a cup and then you'd stir it and then it becomes hot chocolate. And this became, they became popular because people started like making them at home because they just needed things to do and it became a fun thing to do with kids. And then all of a sudden, like every bakery just started to have them and people were selling out of them like crazy. Like like people were putting limits on pre-orders for how many you could pre-order because they couldn't keep up with demand because people were buying these hot cocoa bombs like they were toilet paper in the beginning of the pandemic. It was insane. It seems like a very, very arduous way to make a cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> like, seriously, like, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so now, but now the interesting thing is because it was so popular last year because everybody was at home and it was like a fun little thing that they could do with their kids and it was a fun gift that they could give, now what a lot of bakeries are doing is like at this time trying to get a feel for are people still into them should they make them will they sell and it's been really interesting and kind of funny to see people posting like polls like are you guys still into hot cocoa bombs do you want to see these what kind of flavors and it's been really interesting so i'm really curious to see if they're as popular this year as they were last year i i Okay, this is going to tell you how old I am. I had no fucking clue what a hot cocoa bomb was. <laughs> and I was stuck at home, too, but it would never dawn on me, like... But you, I mean, you also mostly go on, like, Twitter. Yeah. Right? Well, and I don't think that they were, like... Like, they were all over Instagram and all over, like, TikTok, I think. I'm, I'm not on TikTok, so I can't speak to that for sure, but they were all over Instagram. Like, oh my God. all over. I had no clue. It was crazy. I'm, I'm a fan of hot cocoa, but I, I also just know how to make it without, I guess, all yeah. of those extra steps seem very involved. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a very... No, I agree. It just seems like a very arduous way to make a cup of hot cocoa. Do you, could you make really big ones and make like a big pot of cocoa? You could, yeah. But see, then again... Now, going back to, like, what you do and how incredibly talented you are, if someone said, make a couple of demi-spheres of chocolate, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, I'd just go over to Vaughn's and get some chocolate chips, and you'd be like, no, no, you need covered chip. You need shell chocolate or whatever. And yeah. I'd be like, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, where do <laughs> I get that? Um, and I'd have to go online, and I'd have to order it. But I guess everyone was ordering everything online. I was still I running know. around scavenging all during the pandemic we're still scavenging for things it feels like well i think things are gonna get back to normal um i know it's just still hard to get some stuff like we've been having a hard time getting some of our paper goods are still like really back ordered no i think they're all stuck in the la long beach harbor yeah probably yeah uh but uh no it i i i didn't know talking about food trends it was just yeah. because we had been talking about macarons earlier right and um i remember the first time i saw them in like the neiman marcus christmas catalog and you could get the little rainbow box of them yeah 
And then I remember working where we used to work together and people coming in and putting their own little boxes together. Like they'd pick and choose and you had these little gold boxes that they would fill with their little macarons. And then they'd walk out with $30 worth of 10 macarons. And I'd be like, huh, okay, all right. (laughs) You know, you can get a box of Chips Ahoy at Vaughn's for $129 if you're really dying for a cookie. Yeah. Um, But they also became really trendy because they're like naturally gluten-free. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with the gluten-free people. (laughs) Yeah. Some people I get, but most of the time. Yeah. Well, it was just me cooking in Ohio for years. Oh, I know. Sorry, I'm gluten-free. Oh, do you have celiac? No. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Um, but, no, I, I just have always found it interesting that people will go out and eat food because they saw it on Instagram or mm-hmm. because everyone's talking, well, let's get real. Now I'm going to have to order a freaking cocoa bomb online <laughs> you're gonna have to make one and see what all the hype was about oh could, could you imagine me trying to make that like i would no like you're gonna like take the cocoa bomb and put it oh in yeah no cup. that's like yeah. that's you'll do that i yeah. don't mean making like, like making the I'm cocoa like, do you bomb. really want to be on a zoom call with me for four hours no oh we're not through. gonna do that yeah, no we're not through gonna how do to that. do no two demi-spheres of chocolate we're not doing that yeah that would be bad we're not doing that no 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 no, no. <laughs> but no i now i have to make one i know well we'll Good luck trying to find one right now. Oh, are I don't they know not if people cold? are selling them yet. <gasps> you oh. might have to wait until we get closer into the holidays. I'll get you one for Christmas. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for Christmas, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but no, I just... Uh, I, food trends are something that I never paid much attention to. Yeah. Um, basically because... I think I don't get a lot of them in my side of the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's so different for for savory because I think people go to like certain restaurants for certain experiences and I think that like certain experiences become trendy. But even then, like like for a while there was that like that big trend of doing something like similar to the hot cocoa bomb, but it was still like desserts in a restaurant and it was doing something that was like interactive where you would like pour over the top and everybody had their version of like this chocolate covered dessert that you would pour like hot like fudge on or hot caramel or something and it would like melt it revealing this like beautiful dessert inside and like everybody was doing it i never no place i've ever gone no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm lucky if i like get a cupcake i'm like oh that looks good and they're like yeah it's three days i'm like i don't care um no i we don't have that like i do like making interactive food like, right you know my avocado what, trim stack it's i was like, gonna say to, what would you do as like an interactive food? well it's like if i build something and i love going tall you know i Tall like you. Tall like me. Me, Don, big tree. Um, <laughs> no, but when you go out to a restaurant and someone brings you food, I want to hear, ooh, when it's dropped in front of them. Yeah. Not like, oh, there's that first, like, ooh. You want them to eat with their eyes first. Yeah, I know. That just sounds so trite, though, when you say it. Just like, oh, trite. We eat, we eat with our eyes first. But we like, do, kind I, of. I know, but I, I, as a chef, that, that ooh, 
But that's what makes you go, ooh, is it looks good. Right. And so I have a tendency to go really tall. Yeah. But like my avocado shrimp stack, I I would have people come in and they'd order just by themselves. And I'm like, yo, dude, that's for two people. Dude, you cannot eat that. Oh, my mom would eat that all day by herself. I I watched your mom power one down and I was like, rock on. She loved it. There's like talked about it for days afterwards, (laughs) by the way. But that is like, that is breaking that apart. And that's Mm -hmm. like... You know, I like when food is interactive. Like, you have to do something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I, I like soups. If there's a little pile of goo in the middle, and then you pour your soup around it, and you're like, ta-da. <laughs> but um, I don't... We don't have the same kind of food trends, other than the freaking avocado toast thing, which I feel like every time we talk, I'm going to bring up <laughs> until you 20-somethings just knock it off. With bring bring it up or like try to it? yeah I was gonna say you're like trying to drill it into us to stop well, wanting avocado like, like you won't stop until there's like boycotts in the street I for want avocado to see toast you all out there with <laughs> protesting signs, avocado protesting, toast. like going we can make this at our house we can make this at our house no to seventeen dollars no to seventeen dollars <laughs> Jesus Christ you know. We were going to talk about politics and food. There you go. Protest your right, kids. <laughs> Don't spend segue. $17 oh on freaking God. avocado toast from Grandma Tracy. Come on, man. Grandma Tracy. Well, not until you get pregnant. Well. Yeah, well. Oh, boy. Okay. But we were going to talk about politics. Yes, we were. Because you just did something extremely cool this weekend. It was so fun. Yeah. So, I mean, well, huge shout out to Deb Dawson of Desserts to Die For because she's the one who really, like, put this thing all together and um, I was so happy to be a part of it. But uh, yesterday we all... A couple of us pastry chefs, and then um, there was uh, Paradise Pantry was there. There was Lulu Bell uh, Jams. Um, there was uh, Deb, obviously, from Desserts to Die For. And then, uh, hold on, let me pull it up so I can name well, it. I know that Plan B Winery was there. because Yeah, Plan they, B Winery was they there. They the most incredible petite Syrah, and they did not have it yesterday. Uh, yeah, they just had a regular Syrah. I know. It's not yeah. as good as their petite. Uh yeah, Lulu Bell Jam, um, Stephanie Bolins. She's uh, in Santa Paula. She's got a little, I think, a cottage bakery that she does like cookies and stuff out of. And um, I bought one of her little cookies. They were super yummy. Uh, Paradise Pantry, and then we had music by the Art Farmers, and it was so fun. We were at the Museum of Ventura, and we were uh, doing a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood. Um, and all of the proceeds that we raised, uh, were sent to Planned Parenthood in Texas. Um, and it was just so much fun. I was so excited to get to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm like so thankful that Deb like put this on and allowed me to get to be a part of it. And it was so fun and it was just such a good time. The music was amazing. All of the vendors who participated were so generous and just, so awesome and we had such an incredible turnout like i sold like over half my product within like the first two hours it was i know because i got there after two hours and 15 minutes i know i text you and was like hurry and i'm like "Ah, i'm doing that okay i'm on my way (laughs) and i do have 10 smiling uteri cookies i know except for when i brought him hum def goes are those uterus and i went yes i go they're actually uteri there's more than one and he looked at me and i went yeah I got their sugar cookies. He's like, I don't know how I feel about eating uterus. 
And well, I went, Jeff, don't. It's only weird if you make it weird. Uh, that's kind of what I thought, and I went, "That's fine. There's more for me. <laughs> I haven't eaten them yet, but you know." But yeah, I, but we raised almost four thousand dollars. That is so amazing. Cool. It's incredible. I had no idea what to expect. We had no idea what to expect. We all shared it on social media and that was pretty much like the main way that we got it out there and it just was like a lot of people brought their friends and a lot of people came to just support their friends and it was so rad that you know people were just coming up and like I made over 200 desserts and I sold out before the event was even over it was amazing yeah it um it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier though is well, obviously, Planned Parenthood. We're both female chefs. We both yeah. we yeah. both stand in solidarity with all oh, of women's absolutely. rights. And I love Planned Parenthood. They yeah. were, like, one of the first places, you know, when, when I was young and uncomfortable going to my parents about, you know, starting to have sex and stuff. It was like, well, what do I do? And my older sister took me to Planned Parenthood and got me on birth control and... It was such an awesome experience, and they made me feel so, like, safe and comfortable, and it wasn't, like, weird or judgmental or anything, and it's, like, I love that they're there and that they offer so many things for women about everything, you know? Like, they offer, like, classes for women who are having trouble getting pregnant. They have, like, fertility classes to help women learn about how fertility works, and how their body works because it's not the same for everybody and it's not like like it's just they go off of this like the doctors tell you like oh you have like you know 14 days and then you ovulate and like that's it's not like that for everybody we're not baby making robots like everybody's different and Mm -hmm. it works different and so for some women they really have to work a lot harder to be able to conceive a child and offering these classes and this support has allowed a lot of these women to be able to go and you know have a place where they have support from other women who struggle with it and it's so much more than just hey i'm having trouble getting pregnant help me it becomes a support group of other women going through the same things and they're not going through it alone because it's difficult like when you're when you're told not like told per se but like as a woman when you want to try to get pregnant and it doesn't work you feel like there's something wrong with you and you're broken like that's a consistent theme i've heard from a lot of women who have been like really open about their struggles with their fertility and getting pregnant and the main thing that they've all said is like knowing that other women went through this too is what like helped them know that there's not something wrong with them, that they'll be able to get through this and they'll be able to like come out the other end with like a happy, healthy child. And that was the most important thing. And like the fact that we have Planned Parenthood to do stuff like that for for women and all the things that go into like our health is just amazing, which was why I was so excited to be able to be a part of this and Do you think any of your previous employers would have ever stopped you from doing it? Like, Um, politics... Not... I mean, they wouldn't have stopped me if I wanted to do it on my own, but they definitely wouldn't probably have, like, lent me their facility. Like, I wouldn't have been able to... Oh, let's get real, baby. You're Angelique Williams. People, when you work for someone, that's part of the whole selling point. 
but but what I'm saying is, if they don't like, I don't think that they would have let me do off the clock for a fundraiser that like didn't align with their beliefs, even if I was doing it on my own. I don't think that it would have been a conversation where I could have been like, hey, like I'm doing this, but can I do it out of your kitchen? Can I pay for ingredients? Like, I think I would have had to do it out of my own house if I was at like some former like employer's business still, because I think that um, but don't it you- just it, it just would be. I mean, even even now I did it on my own. I didn't do it associated with my place of business. And, you know, I respect I respect that. And like, you know, I, I wanted to do it on my own. It also allowed me the opportunity to like create some brand awareness for myself and for what I want to do with my future. Do you think restaurants should be political? There's a loaded question. I know. Oh my gosh, I got <laughs> dun dun dun. I know. I think I think that just like any like person, they have the right to voice their opinion to be political and if they want to kind of bring that to like the forefront um i think they can i don't i don't feel like it should be forced on them to do it or not to do it Mm -hmm. you know i think that that becomes a lot because at the end of the day like they are kind of like their own private entity and just like you know, as your own person, you don't have to put bumper stickers on your car. You don't have to put signs in front of your house saying who you vote for. And I think a business should also have the right to be able to do that. I think it's like, I think it's okay to not agree with a business if they choose to come forward and be like open about their political beliefs. Um, And even if you say, you know, I don't agree with them, so, like, I I don't want to go there anymore. Like, that's your right as a consumer to be able to choose to do that on your own. I don't think it's okay to try to, like, shame a business for having political beliefs or being open about their political beliefs. Um, Obviously, as long as they're just openly sharing their political beliefs and they're not being hateful or, um, you know mean-spirited in the way that they're sharing their beliefs i think is different if they're just being matter of matter of fact like you know we fall on the right or we fall on the left that's a little different the the reason i ask is i keep seeing things pop up with you know with the mask mandate we still have one in ventura county we still have to wear them when we go into any business yeah um and i know that's become so polaroid so polarized and um sick sorry my dog was jumped <laughs> up uh, like down bad dog uh, but uh it's so polarizing right now the mask mandate and the people who are yeah. not enforcing it or uh, a vaccine mandate right um one i don't i don't understand anyone who doesn't get vaccinated i swear to god if i could get vaccinated <laughs> again <laughs> again for for well for double vaccinated anything like common cold vaccine i'll be the first in line please you know the nice thing about well not the nice thing the one thing about the pandemic and wearing a mask i haven't had a fucking cold in two goddamn years i know i i agree i'm like oh my god this is brilliant i haven't been down with the flu um but like i saw on twitter 
there was a guy saying, if you are going to wear a mask, don't come in. And it was a restaurant. And I thought, what, are you fucking nuts, dude? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Here's the thing. You, when people go into restaurants, you want to make sure everyone in that kitchen is either masked, vaccinated, or not sick. We all know chefs work sick. We yeah. all do. Well, hopefully everybody knows that by now. Well, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if you didn't before, now you do. We all work sick. As I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I've, I've made wedding cakes with a fever. Oh, yeah. No. You've worked with pneumonia, right? Six weeks with pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And but it's not the thing that's important for everybody to understand is that we didn't do this like by choice. No, we it, didn't we want were to. basically told by employers, like, if you're gonna call in sick, the next question is gonna be, What hospital are you in? And if you can't answer that question, then I'll see you at the start of your shift. And see, my answer was community memorial. And the owners of my restaurant made me cry and then yelled at me and said, well, fine, we'll just shut the restaurant down tomorrow. Yeah. And so you went in with pneumonia. No, I actually, I was already in the hospital. They wouldn't yeah. let me go until the next day. I went in the day after. Did they shut the restaurant down? They did on the Tuesday. And they were pissed about it. They were pissed about it. It was like my fault that I was in, they made me yeah. cry when I was in the hospital. Sick. Which but, is horrible. But that's, but that's the reality for most of us who work. No, I know. Kitchens. I know. that's that's like one thing that it obviously hasn't changed like everywhere but i appreciate the businesses and the business owners who have taken everything with covid and what's been going on and been much better about not allowing employees to come in sick because it's so important because you go in and even if you're just feeling like a little bit off Everything you know, then it's like it just builds and you keep going into work and you're sick and, you know, you're not taking that time to get better. And then you just get sicker and sicker. And let's get real. We don't ever stop for lunch. Yeah. Um, everyone works more than eight hours, more than likely. Yeah. Um, and we do it six, seven days a week. Yeah. I had one job where every year I got really, really sick, like right around the holidays because we would take like a break from the holidays we would close down they would do construction and i always got really sick on my time off because everybody would be sick at work leading up to it because everybody was working crazy hours tons of overtime you were doing like clopins all the time so you'd be like leaving at 10 o'clock at night coming in at four o'clock in the morning and it was crazy and so finally because i could take a break and i wasn't going into work my body just shut down and i just was i would be sick and then it's like i'm trying to go visit my family and like you know spend holidays with people and i'm like sorry like you know i need to take ibuprofen or oh sorry like i got like do you have tylenol like i'm not doing so great and i couldn't like i couldn't enjoy myself still to this day if you look underneath my sinks in either of my bathrooms day quill and nyquil yeah. You get up in the morning, shoot Dayquil, go home, shoot Nightwill because oh, you, you can sleep. So you can get up and open the restaurant the next Ugh. morning, Dayquil, Nightwill. And I would do that for 10 days straight. And Yeah, it's awful. Well, it just it goes to like this whole mask thing and this whole vaccine thing, and which has then become politicized instead of just a health thing. 
Right. And which it's not the first time in our history we've had to wear masks because of no a sickness right going around. The, the world is it's a mask. Oh my God, people, just get cute ones. You'll be fine. For God's sake. But <laughs> um, or like, there's tons of places that if you don't want to wear one, you don't have to go inside. Right. You can order online. You can do curbside pickup. You can stand outside and call an order in over the phone. Right. And, like, then you don't have to wear a mask. You're not forcing an employee into a situation where they have to, like, awkwardly ask you to put one on and, like, make everybody uncomfortable. And you still get to do what you want to do and feel like nobody's forcing you to do anything. There's options. The problem is people don't want to take the Options. People want to start trouble. Well, no, because that's where politics gets involved in again. And people act like it's their right to go to a restaurant. You know, and... Well, they want the full experience. Okay, I'm going to leave it just no shoes, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. Okay. People I'm don't show gonna... up shoeless and shirtless. Well, if you're not wearing pants, I'm not going to give you a cocktail. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. That's all it is. It's another piece of clothing. I don't want to see your mouth. I don't want to see your junk. I don't want to see your mouth. I sure as hell don't want to see your icky feet. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, to be, like, devil's advocate on it, people, I think a lot of people's issue is the fact that you go into the restaurant with the mask on, Mm -hmm. you sit down, and as soon as you sit down, you take the mask off, and then you're sitting there the whole time with the mask off as your server walks up to you and other people are walking around you, and then you put it back on to leave. And so that's, like, I I can, like, understand the logic behind, like, that weirdness where, like, you have it on just for that. You walk in the door to your table, you take it off, you put it on, and then you leave. And, like, I can understand why that's, like, weird and like doesn't make complete and total sense but at the same time it's just like is it hard to do are you gonna die if you do it like if if anything you're just making that poor like you know 18 to like 23 year old who is just trying to pay for college or pay off their car or afford their rent that month on like you know tips and like the little bit of money that they pay just not have to ask you if you can put a freaking mask on it's that's like if that's the least thing that you could do is just do that and just think about that's one less thing that you have to make this poor person who has no control over these rules no yeah it's not like we made them up yeah. You know, I'm not saying you must wear a clown mask when you come into the restaurant or you yeah. have to wear a silly hat the entire time you're sitting down. Unless you go to a Mexican place and it's your birthday and they're probably going to bring <laughs> But all I'm saying is if it wasn't politicized, I bet you anything we would not be having this kind of backlash from it. Oh, People no, would just I agree. Go, oh, okay. 30 I agree. Seconds, but it's become political. And everyone talked about, you know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, they can't make me wear a mask. I'm like, well, then you don't need to come yeah. into my restaurant. There's tons of there's tons of things that you can do. There are drive-thrus. Yeah. Please enjoy McDonald's. Well, and you can sit outside 
And so you could still go and like experience a restaurant and sit outdoors. There's something that I'm all for politics and in business because I'm only going to give my money, believe it or not, to the people who think like I do. I'm going to be, I'm going to at least yeah. be straight about it. I'm a uber. I lefty. think most people would agree with that. I think a lot of people don't. I think what happens is a lot of people don't do research on it. And so then when a business does come forward, like people get really shocked that like, oh, my God, like, that's what I'm supporting. But, but then vegan you, place is democratic. A shocker. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then what's really funny is I don't think that that always stops people. Like, do you remember years and years ago when, like, I think it was like the CEO of Starbucks said that they support, you know, like gay marriage. This was this was a long time ago. Um, well, I've I'm, I've been a lot alive a lot longer than you. I remember things. Yeah, a lot, a lot I, you back. just gave me this look. Well, it was like I was trying to figure out: Are we going with Doma? Are we going with you know eight? Like, there's a local business here. Yeah, in but like, do you, you remember that? Yeah, there was all this like this huge thing about it, and like. So many people were like, I'll never go to Starbucks again and boycotting it and saying that okay. like, oh, they shouldn't. And like, I even knew people who were like, I'll never go there again, who had like gold cards. I don't even know what that means. That means that they like, they had like this special like Starbucks card that they would like earn rewards. So oh like if they God. went every day and they like bought a latte, they would earn points and then they could eventually get like a free one. So they had gold cards and then like the CEO said that they were in favor of gay marriage and they'd be like, oh, well, that's it. I'll never go to Starbucks again. But they still did. Like, you know, like a couple weeks later and they like forgot all about it and they were going back to Starbucks because like they wanted coffee. I will, I will I will tell you that there is a local business here that supported Measure 8 uh, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I will never darken their doorway. It is a specialty kind of place mm-hmm. that there are there are certain things really that I can only get there. Yeah. And I will I will order them online. I will go to Santa Barbara. I will go wherever. I will not give them a dime of money because I yeah. do not support businesses that support hate. Yeah. And and that's your right to do so. Right. But it's like, but I, you know, and I don't think it's not, well, God, as I you know, ramble on about freaking mass being politicized and then I'm like, well, I'm not giving you any of my, my tokens. <laughs> but... Um, I know, I'm, I'm the flip side. I'm just the uber lefty dem. It's like, <laughs> ah, you don't like other people, I hate you. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, weirdo. Um, <laughs> but I think you're right. It, it does, you get to support what you want to support. Yeah. And I think it's up to you doing your research and figuring out, you know. Yeah, if it really matters to you where your dollars go, mm-hmm. then do your research. And I think if you're not really putting in the research, but then somebody comes forward and you get upset about it, but then, like, you just keep going, then, like, I don't really want to hear what your opinion is if you're still going to support them, but you're just talking crap about it. Like, to me, that just seems like a waste of energy. Oh, I think everything we do is a waste of energy. Honey, we're, <laughs> we're recording a podcast. How much of it was... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, um, but... I think, I think the thing is, 
is everyone has told me as a chef that I shouldn't be political. Everyone needs to eat. You know, like my very favorite, my very favorite question for when I was up in Ojai. Mm -hmm. So what if Donald Trump came into your restaurant, would you feed him? And I'm like, nope. Because it's my right just to walk the fuck out the back door. And you know what? There are more jobs. You also probably don't want me trying to feed him. Because <laughs> he's going to order a well-done steak and I'm going to have to send him oh, ketchup. God. And I'm going to lose my temper and I might... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, but everyone has a right to choose what they want to do. Okay, when, now let me ask you a question. Okay. Let me flip this on you a All little right, bit. All right, I love when these happen. So what if you fed Donald Trump, but you didn't know it? Like, what if you walked into a restaurant you were working in and you didn't know that you fed him food until after he'd already okay, eaten it? Okay, you've worked in restaurants. You know as well as I'm I I'm just do. saying, okay, like, well, this is well, hypothetical. That we were only, only had blind servers. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, what if, like, you just had somebody who was, like, really young, like, really didn't pay attention to, like, politics or anything, and they just were super ignorant, and they just didn't care that it was them, and they just didn't say anything to you? Um, well, you know, well, one, only because I know he eats like a 30, you know, three-year-old, um, I would be bummed that anyone would order an overdone steak. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, that would upset me greatly. Um, I... I don't know, because in my hypothetical, that's never been what happened. Like, I'm such... I know, I'm putting you in this hypothetical situation. No, I'm such situation. a freaking old hippie commie. I'd be like, ah, fuck that, I'm out, see ya. And I'd walk out the back <laughs> door. Or I'd probably walk out the you know the front door and glare at him, because that's, a, you, know, you know I me, mean, that's about as vicious as I can get. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Violent staring. You uh, wouldn't even point your finger. I probably, no, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even glare. Let's get real. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, uh, mine is always I thought I would stand up and just say, hell no. But I don't know. You know, during yeah. the, the whole thing, that everything that went down a couple years ago, dude, like I had to block a ton of my family. I had to yeah. block my husband on Facebook for a while. <laughs> what? He was a Bernie bro. I love my husband, don't get me wrong. And he loves Bernie Sanders. And I love that he loves Bernie Sanders. And Jeff is a socialist. And he wants everyone to have everything and everyone to be happy. But if you post incessant Bernie shit oh, on gosh. a fucking timeline, I'm going to club you. That's it. Like, that's, I, I, and, you know, but once it all died down, I let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, whew. I'm calm now. Sorry about that. I just went off on my weird little rant. But I'm glad that you had a good time. I had such a good time. I loved it. was so much fun. The younger generation fighting for And I had my little sister there. I know. I know. I had my little sister there, too, with me. And she's a political science major, so she was really excited to get to do it. And she's done tons of volunteering with Planned Parenthood. So she was excited when it, I invited her. She goes, oh, I have a Planned Parenthood shirt. I'll wear it. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so fun. We had the best time. She helped me package everything. And it just and was really great. The cookies are delicious. I didn't Thanks. buy any of the boop macaroons. Macarons. I know. Well, they were all sold out. Not when I got there. There were two more packages. But oh, did oh, you okay. notice I didn't buy them? Yes. Because I don't like macarons. No, I don't. I don't dislike them. I just don't love them. <laughs> I was gonna say I've seen you eat them. Of course. Well, yeah. You give me treats. I will put them in my mouth. <laughs> it's like I'm like a dog in that oh, way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that could be food. 
Oh, that wasn't food. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just was made me think of yeah. that time that you drank duck fat. <laughs> oh, I'm like, that's not what I thought it was. You thought it was what? Coffee or no, wine? I thought, I, I thought it was actually. A, I thought it was. I, I thought it was actually a, the French onion soup, the base. Oh. And I was like, oh nope, 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 nope. That's duck fat. <laughs> Oh, maybe we should talk next next week. We should talk about what I should do with that gallon of duck fat in my freezer. Ooh, there we go. I know. Well, thank you for yeah, coming Yeah, this over. was really fun. I love when I get to talk to you. Me too. Yeah, now I'm going to have to go and eat some of your damn cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right, well, thanks for being here. And for anyone who listened to us, thanks for listening yeah. again. And we- as Tracy would say, go click some shit. Go click some shit, yeah. man. Like, or like, share, follow. I don't know. Whatever you people all these do things, on these things. Let us know what you think. If you hate us, if you love us. Oh. Um. <laughs> we did talk about politics. Please be nice. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're mean, we're just going to ignore you. <laughs> oh, she will, because I have no idea. I don't know how to log into anything. Um, but thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.